0: their whole lives. And here's all I'm going to say today. Until we get that devoted, we will never see the manifestation of the Spirit of God move in the church the way we saw it in this text. That's it. Now, I got a secondary point that I'm going to make, and then I'll be out of your way. What produces that kind of devotion? That kind of commitment? And let me give you a snapshot of the kind of commitment I'm talking about. Go to Acts, and let's look at chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5, and um, I want you to go to verse 12, okay? Acts chapter 5 and verse 12. The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, verse 15, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Uh, crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. So watch this. this is, now, this is the difference between us and them. You ready? Real simple. Real simple. They were devoted. We were not. Now watch what happens. Some of us start off with devotion, but it's not really devotion. It's emotion. There's a difference between devotion and emotion. Let me illustrate. Lord, help us. Devotion does not love their wife or their husband when they are being what they want them to be. Devotion makes vows and says, because I made vows, I stick to what I promised God. The way that I treat my wife is not based on how she behaves. The way I treat my wife is based on how God behaves towards me. One of the reasons why our generation lacks commitment, that's just an example, is because we've not recognized any commitment toward us. Some of us have never seen commitment before. You don't even know what it looks like. This got to be one of the laziest generations of all time. Folks don't even want to work. I mean, I mean, really, what are we committed to? Well, we're committed to making money. We're committed to our jobs. Can I give you the, the definition of all that stuff that we're really committed to? We're committed and devoted to ourselves. We don't even have a clue of what it's like to live a life that is totally about somebody else. Expecting nothing in return. We're not... Devoted, we're emoted. And so all it takes, even in the church, is for something to happen that we don't like. A decision to be made that we don't agree with. And and all it takes is for something as minuscule as that, and we stop coming to church. For those of you who are watching, I love you very much, but why are you not here? We, 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 we leave the ministry because of infighting? And let me ask you a question. What if Jesus loved us based on emotion instead of devotion? Like, no, for real. Like, you must be a really awesome person. And everybody else around you must be the sorriest human being on the planet. If you can get to a place and say, I quit. I'm done. I'm not coming no more. Those folks aren't worthy of me. Well, can I remind you of something? You were never really devoted to them in the first place. Your devotion was to somebody greater and that somebody was somebody who was devoted to you when you were never devoted to him. It's called reciprocity. In other words, because God's been good to me consistently, unconditionally, without fail. Then I am good to others even though they're not good to me because I didn't deserve his goodness, and neither do you. But I'm not blessing you because you deserve it, I'm blessing you because he blessed me. We've got to move from emotion to devotion. Last point God was moving in the church, folks are getting healed. Please hear this Satan gets mad. Now, I'm gonna talk this through. I think many of us do not possess the awareness of when Satan is at work. Okay, let me help you. God does something good in your life. Right? Anybody ever had that happen to him? When that happens, here comes Satan. Hello? No, no. the Bible says... That we should not be surprised of the fiery trials that come our way. The Bible literally says, "Think it not strange." Uh, what, what, this, uh, what this? I notice this like our churches are dead, man. They're dead, and and you can't judge life or death based on who's coming. We got churches packed, dead. Well, how do you get, how can you say that, Pastor? Because our people are not possessed and alive with the power of the Holy Spirit. We have full churches of empty people who are driven by their feelings and their emotions. Instead of driven by devotion and commitment, not to y'all, but to him. So watch what happens. All these miracles are happening. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to my members, I'm talking to people, and it's just like, do you realize God just did something amazing in your life? That's why this is happening. Hello. Hello. You just got baptized. Yes, your kids are acting crazy. It's not them. It's the devil. He's trying to discourage you from remaining devoted. Some of y'all ain't been devoted since you first joined the church. You have spent 20 and 30 years coming in and sitting down. And here's the thing. It doesn't even bother you. Talk to me. Just be honest. Has anybody ever had those moments when you know you're far from God? Come on. That's how you know the Holy Spirit's still working with you. Come on. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's not a good feeling. But how many know? Have you you ever had? I had that feeling a little while ago. You know, where you just, the connection seems to be, but then the Holy Spirit reminded me of something. He says, you don't have to feel close to me. In order to be close to me. Because my proximity to you is not based on your feelings. My proximity in your life is based on my promise. What did he say? I will never leave you. Take that to the bank. Add to that. Thank you. I will. And I will never forsake you. Why have you given up? Why are you just coming? Why are you not fully committed to the Lord Jesus Christ? Why are you not sold out to him? Why doesn't he have your money, your time, your body? Your mind, your affections, what more does he have to do? And I know your problem. It's the same thing that we all struggle with. We base our relationship with God the same way we base it with people. We live by our feelings and our emotions. The Bible says we walk by faith. Can you imagine if it was true that God's presence... In our lives, and His love for us was based on how we behave. Somebody ought to praise Him to know that He is not nearer or farther based on how you're acting. And then some people get mad when I preach that, like you got to deserve the Holy Ghost. We don't deserve the Holy Ghost presence in our lives. We need the presence of the Lord. David said, he says, if I rise up to heaven, thou art there. And then this is the part that I just, ah. uh, He says, if I make my bed in hell, you missed that. He says, if I do it, and I know I shouldn't have done it. I made my bed, and I made it in hell. I made a reservation to hell, and I said, I'm going there whether you like it. Y'all not hearing me. Anybody know y'all is too stuck up with any real folk in here? that have done stuff and it wasn't a struggle. Y'all not hear me now. It was premeditated sin. And David says, we even if I make my bed in hell, thou art there. So watch what happens. I don't have time. I need to end now. So persecution broke out. Surprise. Surprise. When you are devoted to Jesus, you catch hell. Regularly. I'm all by myself. Who is that? Lionel Richie sang that song? I can't remember. All by myself. I feel. By myself right now. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm preaching way too hard for what I'm saying. I could whisper this and somebody ought to talk back to me. <laughs> if God is something you're interested in, expect for Satan to unleash hell in your life. Wake up, toughen up, straighten up your back. Be aware and know that it's coming. Well, they start persecuting the folk real bad. Bible says they whooped them. threw them in prison. Why? Because they were devoted. Now, I'm going to tell you this now, because this is one of the reasons why many of you are not devoted, and you're still emoted. Because, if tell the truth, you made a commitment to the Lord, and you saw the heat. Come on now. The heat that comes when you're trying to serve him. You said I don't want that no more. Well, let me help you out. It's better to be in hell with Jesus. To be in heaven without him. It's better to be in the middle of a storm with Jesus than to be on a beach in Hawaii without him. It's better to be single and maintain your celibacy. Y'all want to go pray. It's, it's better not to give it up. Or to take it and be with Jesus. Mm. It's better to be broke and tithe than it is to have money and be stealing. It's better to be tired and at the evangelistic meeting than to be at your house in front of your TV talking about, I'm tired the kind of saint that is only going to make it in these last days is not a perfect saint it's not a saint that's never done anything wrong it is a determined saint it is a persevering saint it is a saint that does not that, that is willing to suffer even if he has to, because he knows that the sufferings of this lifetime will be in small comparison to the glory that God is going to give. I don't mind suffering with the Jesus. I, I don't mind going through the fire. I'd rather be with Jesus. Well, watch what happens. In verse, in verse 12 of chapter 6. No, no, I'm sorry. In verse 40 of chapter 5, it says, his speech persuaded them. Folks were trying to kill the apostles. And Gamaliel got up and said, look, you all want to do this. If God is with them, you ain't going to be able to stop them. If God ain't with them, ain't no need to even fool with them. The Bible says they let go of their murderous intent. Now watch this. His speech persuaded them, verse 40. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. You know what flogged means? Whipped. Yeah. The cat of nine tails, which is basically a whip with several endings, about five, with glass and metal. And the intent of the whip is to peel your skin off. Most people die after this. So I'll just imagine they were devoted, then they got flogged. Does anybody see what Satan's trying to do? He wants you to quit. He wants you to quit. And he he wants you to quit because he can see where God is taking you. (laughs) Some of us quit too soon and can't see the miracle and the blessing. (sighs) So after they get whipped, flogged, beaten, they're straight bloody. Watch this. This is what devotion does and not emotion. The scripture says that they called the apostles in, had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Verse 41. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing. The apostles left, rejoicing, because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. It gets better or worse. The day after, or day after day, in the temple courts and from house to house, and this is that's what I want you to see. They never stop. where the Lord wants us, where nothing, nothing, nothing can stop you. Now, in order to have devotion, you know what needs to happen in your life? Some commotion. There's going to be real devotion, commitment, perseverance, determination. Like the disciples, they get beaten, they, they're almost killed, and the Bible says when they're done, they get up and keep preaching, keep testifying, they keep showing up. Now, the, in order to get that kind of devotion, you need some commotion. You you don't know what I'm talking about? Commotion is defined as an unwanted disturbance and interruption. You know what the unwanted disturbance and interruption was that caused commotion in them to produce a devotion that said even if I get flogged I'm not going to be stopped. It was the interference and the disturbance of the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and play. I'm just going to tell you real quick. Here's what happens. This is how you get that kind of commitment. I'm going to tell you now. The Holy Spirit comes in your life and jacks it up. And you let him. Because you can't do nothing to stop him. Oh, I'm there. I don't know about you. Any, anybody right now kind of got the Holy Ghost telling you to do stuff you don't want to do? put that statement on the screen. I want want them to see that. Let me read that statement. On the uh, devotion commotion thing. I want to show y'all something. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just wait. Go ahead. Click it. Mm -hmm. Now, to live such a life, what kind of life? A devoted life. A devoted life. How does that happen? How do I get to a place where I'm committed like these folk, where the devil, he, I mean, every little thing does not knock me off my commitment, doesn't move me where I'm like wanting to leave the church. I'm going to tell you right now, if I was was an apostle in my current condition and got flogged, i am like, I'm going to be a Jew. Look, we're a church that believes in prophecy. Like you, brothers and sisters, let me give you a quick news flash. We're going to talk about it in a few weeks. Persecution is coming on Christians. And you can't be no willy nilly, attitudinal, emotional Christian that's looking for a good time and go home. That kind of stuff ain't going to work for what's about to come down. And I promise you, the scripture says that it's going to get so bad that folks are going to be crying out, Save me. The rock's going to be crying out. Like, how did I get this far? I need somebody to bring me back. Watch this. To live such a life. What kind of life? A devoted life. Here it is. To exert such an influence costs at every step effort, self-sacrifice, and discipline. It is because they do not understand this. Most of us, we don't get this that many are so easily discouraged in the Christian life. You know why we're easily discouraged? Because stuff happens, and we don't get what's happening. Go to the next slide. Many who sincerely consecrate their lives to God's service are surprised and disappointed To find themselves, as never before, confronted by what, everybody? And beset by what, everybody? And what else? Did you see that? When stuff happens in our lives, Christians are surprised. But remember, the Bible tells us, don't be surprised. You're a Christian. Christians suffer. Christians have enemies. Christians go through hell. Christians have friends that turn their backs on them. Oh, let me read. Let me, let me. Christians literally have Satan and all of his demons after them all the time. Next one. They pray for Christ's likeness of character, for fitness for the Lord's work. They are placed in circumstances that seem to call forth all the evil of their nature. In other words, how, somebody today is going to say, Lord, come into my heart. Make me like you. And then hell, trial, tribulation, folk talking about you, folk lying on you. I told you a few weeks ago, I said, Lord, I want to go to another level in you. Take me higher. I preached the sermon, and then folks start talking about me on Facebook. <laughs> and then the Holy Ghost said, right there, uh, are you about to be surprised? Or are you even going to be mad? Some of y'all walk around, I got all these haters, haters everywhere, haters Haters all over my back. Listen, if you're a Christian, then you're going to be like Jesus. And if you're going to be like Jesus, you're supposed to have haters. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I prayed to be like Jesus, and now I'm suffering. Yeah. Next one. Faults are revealed. That's why God puts us through hell, because He wants us to see ourselves. Of which they did not even suspect the existence. Ooh. In other words, some of y'all are more evil than you realize you are. And you sit around here think you're gooder than everybody else. And that's why God has to take gooder. I did say that. And that's why God has to take you through some stuff. So not just so you can see how bad other people are, but so you can see some stuff in your life. Is God doing that in anybody's life right now? Am I the only one? Anybody, anybody seeing stuff that you didn't know existed? <laughs> I didn't know I could cuss like that. Lord, mercy. I didn't know I could hate like that. Go ahead. Go to the next one. Yeah, Here's the last one. Now, I love this. This is my shouting point. It is because God is leading them that these things come upon them. Trials and obstacles are the Lord's chosen methods of discipline. Now, here, here's your shout. Are y'all ready? Y'all not going to let me shout by myself, are you? Oh, yes, you are. I know y'all good enough. Watch this. Trials and obstacles. Anybody having any of those? Are the Lord's chosen methods of discipline and and his appointed conditions of success. Caesar, how do I succeed? I got to go through some stuff. What's the first step to victory? Going through trials. What's the first step to my breakthrough? I've got to go through some hard times. My hard times are a signal, Sister Anthony, to shout when i see the armies of israel encamped about by the armies of the wicked one that's my moment to start praising him why am i praising him people are they're unsure about that tamika why are you praising god and all this stuff is happening in your life because my trials are simply an indicator that god is about to bless me (laughs) Oh, I wish I had some witnesses in here that were going through some things and you're struggling to try to figure out why. Can I tell you why you're going through this thing? God is getting ready to set you up for the very thing that you've been praying for. But you won't learn how to appreciate where God's taking you unless you can appreciate where God brought you. Your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. Everybody wants to be Acts chapter 2. Everybody wants to be a Holy Ghost filled person. Everybody wants to be a great Christian. Everybody wants to do great things for God. But not everybody wants to be devoted. Committed. Suffer. Experience obstacles and trials. We don't want the commotion but the commotion produces the devotion the disturbances the interruptions the shifting the not being in control and is there someone here today you heard the message and it would be on your heart it also connected in your head and and you and you're willing to, to let go and let the Lord have his way. If you're here, would you stand? Would you stand? And you just if, this, this is not meant to scare you. Because, uh, let me tell you something. Anybody ever been through something and it didn't feel as bad as it was while you were in it? But after you survived it, <laughs> y'all didn't hear me. After you survived that thing. And you began to look back on where the Lord's brought you. Tears began to fill your eyes. How did I get out of that abusive relationship? How how did I survive? How did I survive that thing? And you know it wasn't nobody but Jesus. It wasn't nobody but Jesus. Is there somebody who wants to join the church today? Is there somebody who wants to be devoted to Jesus today? You want to join the church? You want to be baptized, rebaptized, joined by Christian experience. But you want to come out of your seat because you want to make the ultimate commitment and say, I just need you, Lord, to take over my life. I, I want to let you do what you do best, and that's transform, that's redeem, that's repurpose, that's taking messed up things and turning them into ministry. That's, oh, thank you, Jesus. And Now, are you going to pray now? Are you going to pray now? Is there somebody else here today? Okay, so I need to join this church, and let me tell you why, Pastor. It's not just your sermon, but the God is telling me you need to start being committed to something. And I need to start with him. I need to get plugged into a church and, 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 and serve in ministry. I need to do the things that God has been telling me to do. I can't continue to sit here because of my fears. I've got to let go. And I got to let God. I got to. I got to. I got to. Guess what? You're going to go through hell one way or the other. I'm just telling you, it's better to go through it with Jesus. Because at least if you go through it with him, you'll go through the fire and you won't be burned. <laughs> Come on in here, somebody. Now listen, I'm not just talking to folk. Uh, I want the Holy Ghost to to really minister to some folk here. I got some church members here, and you may you may say I'm already a part of the church, but I'm not really devoted. I'm not devoted. I, I show up for service. And, and uh, you know, I enjoy I enjoy your preaching, Pastor, and I, you know I like the music and I I like the fellowship. But if the truth be told, I am not really committed to the work of the church. Be honest, Pastor. I don't even really know what's going on here. I I don't know what y'all doing. I I just know what I see in church on Saturday and. And I think it's cool, and, and I just do my thing during the week. But, but I really want to experience what you just read about. I, I want a life that, that's all God, all the time. I, I want him in the morning, and the afternoon. I, I want him at home. I, I want him on my job. I want him all over me. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else here today? And it's not just join the church. It could be, be become the church. You've you just been a congregant. You've you just been an attender, and you've been doing that for years. And I'm telling you right now, without fear, and this is not, this is not fear promotion, it's just the truth, you, you can go to hell and go to church. But, but I promise you, you can't follow Jesus and be lost. Hallelujah. If you follow Jesus then you're going to be saved how many know that he might take you through fire he might take you through the flood he might take you through difficult times but but how many know Jesus is going to end up in the right place at the right time I, I don't know about you but I want to stand on the sea of glass where I'm going to sing my song of victory I'm tired of this earth And I want to be in a new home, in a new mansion, in a place where there's no more crying and no more dying and no more suffering and no more sickness and no more drama and no more cancer and no more kids being bad and being lost and no more broken marriages and no more, no more financial drama and no more stress and no more worry. I got a word for you today. If you follow Jesus. You're going to get there. I'd rather have a church with two or three people that will follow Jesus to the gates of hell than have a church full of folk who just want to show up and have a good time. Is there somebody in here today that knows God's calling you to more than just pew warming, but God is calling you to ministry, to commitment, to devotion? I want to invite you to come right now. Come right now. Some of you are on ministries right now, ain't served in years. Some of you volunteered to do stuff and you reneged on your commitment. But remember, you never committed to the church. You made your commitment to your Savior. So you made your commitment. Anybody else? This is for everybody. You might want to join the church. That's your devoted move. Or you just want to say, I need need to do more. (laughs) I'm not growing. Oh, I'll tell you that right now. You cannot grow and do nothing. And you cannot grow and just be around people that are just like you. (laughs) You cannot grow and be comfortable. You grow when you take risks. You grow when you step out on faith. You grow when you do stuff that you don't want to do. So that you can get to places that you've been praying for. Anybody else here today? Anybody else here today? You're tired of worshiping your career and you want to worship God. I'm calling you right now. I know what I'm talking about. There are folk in here, you worship your job, you worship your check, you worship your way of living. But the Lord, the Lord is like, where have you been? Where have you been? I need to use you. I got some folks I can bless through you. I want you to be committed and devoted. Success starts with struggle. Would you come right now? I'm calling not only for church, but for new, for old, whoever you are. If you're saying right now, pastor, pastor, that's all Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is telling me right now that I'm just as lukewarm and as Laodicean as I can be. And if I'm not careful... The Holy Spirit is going to be grieved out of my life. I'm not going to hear God's voice no more because he's been speaking to me for these years and I will not obey him. That's the reality. The reality is if God continues to speak to you and you don't move on the voice when he speaks, his voice gets more and more silent until you get to a place where you won't even hear him no more. I'm telling you right now, you got to do what God tells you to do while you yet have breath. If you got breath in your body, if you got a mind that works, if you got ears that can hear and you hear the voice of Jesus telling you right now, I want more out of you. If your Cleveland cutting can get you then i ought to be able to have you if university hospital can have you then i ought to be able to have you if the va can have you then i ought to have you wherever you work wherever you play god is saying if if those places and those things and those relationships can have you why can't i have you why can't i tell you what to do why can't I? you've been praying for a change where your change is in your devotion i'm calling for people right now I'm going to hold this thing until God tells me to stop. Jesus, Jesus, at the mention of your name, every knee will bow and tongue proclaim. Come right now. Jesus. If you know you need to take your relationship Jesus. to a whole nother level with God, Come. You are Savior, you are Lord, and you are God. Come on, right now. Move out of your seats. Jesus. Jesus. Wonderful Jesus. Jesus. I love this part right here. Yes. At At the mention mention of your name. Come on, saints. Every knee. Every Every knee will bow. bow. And and tongue tongue proclaim, proclaim. I love him. Jesus, Jesus. You are Savior. You are Savior. You are Lord. And you are God. God. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. 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 Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. Yes, you are Savior, you are Lord, and you are God. God. Oh, 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 you You are Savior, you are Lord, and you are God. God. I love to hear the folks praise Him. Yes, you You are are Savior. Lord, and you are God Is there anybody who needs prayer? Do you need prayer this morning? I invite you to come. Cuz I'm telling you right now that the stranglehold, listen to me. Everyone listen to me right now. Listen to me right now. The hardest thing to overcome is not drugs, it's not alcohol, it's not sex, it's not violence. It's not anger. Hear me. Listen to me now. The hardest thing to overcome is complacency. Listen to me. Listen to me. The most difficult thing to overcome in your life is a complacent and comfortable spirit where the Holy Ghost, who is trying to move you from emotion to devotion, cannot get through because you are too comfortable. You are too comfortable in your way of life. And I promise you, I promise you, it's as sure as I'm standing here. And I I cannot lie to you as your pastor. I got to tell you the truth. In order for God to save you, God's got to create commotion in your life. God's got to, oh, thank you, Jesus. I wish I had a witness in here today. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Am I all by myself in here? In order for God to get you out of your rut. He's got to create some interruptions and some disturbances to your way of life. I'm going to tell you right now, he doesn't care about your job. He does not care about those things. The only thing he cares about is your soul. And if, listen, listen to me. The sermon is over. It's time to minister to your heart now. Because I'm going to tell you right now. When you ask the Lord. Oh, this ain't for everybody, but somebody going to grab this one right here. When you ask God to come in your life, he is coming to tear stuff up. I'm not lying to you. I'm telling you the truth. But, I, but what I have learned is that a house that's been messed up by Jesus is better than a house that's in order because I kept it that way. I would rather Jesus come in and shake some stuff up in order to save me than to leave things intact and I'd be lost. I'm telling you we are we are we are not in the days where you can just come sit in church and go to heaven. Them days over. They Day over. Satan is more pleased with pew warming saints that have the form of godliness be but better. deny the power. Oh my God. Lord Jesus. Satan is pleased With a church that loves to sing and shout and come, but their lives are empty and devoid of the power of God. The Lord told me, he said, before I take y'all to Euclid, I got to transform. I'm not just trying to transport. I want Holy Ghost filled folk. I'm tired of lukewarmness. As a matter of fact, his word says, I want to vomit you out of my mouth. Just be willing. Just be willing. Just be willing. And he'll blow your mind. How many know he'll do amazing things in your life? Come on. It ain't all bad. I'm telling you. Listen, I struggle so good. (laughs) I suffer so good that I don't even know I'm suffering sometimes. Oh, y'all not hearing me now. Look, the struggle is so good that I can praise him. The struggle is so good that I can worship him when folk lie on me. I can praise him when I'm broke. (laughs) Hey, somebody. I can give him the glory with sickness in my body. I can bless him when stuff is going wrong in my life. How many know what I'm talking about? That you don't even understand why you got the joy of the Lord. And you're going through what you're going through. But can I get one witness? that will throw your hands in the air and just tell God thank you for every mountain you brought me over every trial you've seen me through God I thank you for the trials and the tribulations because if I never had a problem I wouldn't know that God could solve them somebody say yes oh, yeah. we got to